Hi there, you're listening to the Decide Already podcast. I'm life coach Michelle Davis, and this is where I share all of my best tools and tips for creating the life of your dreams, one you'll love. And I'm talking every area, love, fun, relationships, health, money, career, yes, every area. I'm so happy that you're here. So what are you waiting for? Decide already, and let's get to it. Well, hey there. I hope you all love stories because I'm going to tell you a story today about a dog named Jack. And I'm guessing you might find some similarities in yourself as you hear his story. But before we get started, I just wanted to do a quick check-in. I wanted to make sure you were caught up on the 1052 and you tool that I did last month. We had four different episodes. Number 19 was using that tool with yourself, which is something I think you should do as often as possible. I would love it every day if you could, but it's a great tool for just kind of doing a check-in and making sure you're on track with what you want to be accomplishing with yourself and your life. And then we had the tool used in parenting or for those of us who are also with younger people, you know, it's not always that it's a parent-child situation. We do come into contact with younger people sometimes, and that tool works with all ages. Also with networking, for those of us that are in business, uh, we need to network and we need to build relationships. That's the best way to build business. So I hope that you enjoyed those. And then the most recent one was in romantic relationships. And I'm hoping you found that useful. I wasn't really sure exactly what specific part of the romantic relationship I should focus on. So I did all of them (laughs) from before you have one to when you have had one for quite a while and everything in between. So I'm hoping that you check those out. You really learn to master that tool and you're ready with it whenever you have those 10 minutes. Because remember, it's 10, 5, 2, and whatever you, you're being. You, the parent, you, yourself, you, the networker, you, the coworker, you, the sibling, you, the whatever, you, the romantic partner. It's 10 minutes, five questions, and then two affirmations. I think you'll find that it's a great tool to have with you at all times. So now back to the story. I share this story in this episode because I've had a really rough couple of weeks with my dog named Jack. He actually, I call him Handsome Jack because he is so handsome, but we almost had to make a tough decision with him just in the last couple of weeks, but I'm happy to say that he is on the mend and looks like he'll be with us for quite some time still. Fingers crossed, prayers up. Yes, keep him in your prayers if you would. He's a special, wonderful dog, and I really love him. So as I tell the story, I might get a little emotional here or there. I'm not sure what will happen, but it was an emotional couple of weeks. The story is not that emotional, but you know how we get triggered, and I don't like to hold those things back. So let's see how it goes. It all started uh, in 2019 when I was scrolling through Facebook, and this very handsome Pitbull pointer mix appeared on my screen with the words above him saying, I don't understand why no one is coming for this dog. 
I have been fostering him since November. In May, I will no longer be able to do so. He's super sweet and goofy, five to seven years old, pretty low energy, but loves chewing on toys, housebroken and knows how to use the doggy door, walks well on a leash and does well on car rides and loves people. Prefers to be the only pet, no cats, but dogs would require slow intro. And then she added her contact information. Now, my kids and I had been talking about adding a dog or two to our family, but I was in no position to do so at that time. I hadn't even really been seriously looking for a dog or thinking about a dog. He just came out of nowhere and he's so handsome. I'm telling you, he is a handsome guy. Maybe I'll post him in the group page. For those of you who belong to the podcast group page called Decide Already Group for Women, uh, you may check him out there. I think I will go and post his beautiful face and then you can all see what I was dealing with. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I just sent an email and I think I was hoping that they would say he had already been adopted, but he wasn't. And I continued to have a conversation about him. I loved the idea that he was lower energy, that he was already housebroken and trained. And those were some of the reasons why I wasn't moving forward with getting a dog because I didn't really want to go through the puppy phases yet. I wasn't quite ready for that, but I wouldn't have to do that with a dog that's already gone through all of that, right? I never thought about that before. I've always started with a puppy. I've never rescued a dog. So we set up an arrangement for him to come visit us at my house. Now, when he showed up, he was very anxious. He was very nervous and he really stayed close to the foster mom. He came outside with us and immediately fell right into the pool. He wasn't even paying attention to what he was doing. He walked right into the pool because he was so nervous and I had to yank him out of the pool. That was (laughs) shocking for everybody. Uh, He kind of just followed us around and he was very worried looking. You know, I know you're not supposed to put some of these emotions on dogs, but that's how he looked to me. Like, why am I here? What's going on? I'm very uncomfortable. And so meeting him confirmed what I felt in my heart that I just wanted him to be a part of our family. I don't even know what came over me, but I just wanted him. (laughs) So I signed the papers right there. The woman and I talked a little bit and then they left. Once they left, he literally sat out front and ran around in circles, only coming to rest underneath the porch for a few moments before doing that again. I decided to sit down underneath the porch and just kind of be there. He and I did that for about, oh, it must have been two to three hours. I just hung out there. He would run around in circles, come sit down, and he would at first just sit out of my reach. Then he would sit close enough for me to touch him, always his back to me. Then he would just come and sit because I'm sure he was getting tired and he probably realized they were not coming back. After that, I thought, we've been out here enough. Let's go in the house and see how it goes. I opened the door. He came inside I allowed him to sit on the couch, which I would never do, but I allowed him to sit on the couch. He immediately fell asleep and then slept there the rest of the afternoon and into the evening. 
He was a very sweet dog, but very afraid of everyone else and kind of attached to me. I work from home and he was able to be around me a lot. But when the children would come back, he would often get very uncomfortable again and hide under tables and whatnot. It's been two years now. To this day, he can still act that way sometimes. He's a lot more comfortable with my daughter, Lyric. He actually loves to lick her and sit with her and will let her pet him. He really enjoys her company. But if I get up to move around the house, he wants to be near me. With the boys, that has taken quite a lot of work. Usually he'll growl when they come into the room, barks, doesn't do anything. He has no aggressive behaviors, but he just makes these little noises or he'll go in his kennel and just stay in there. Uh, before we had the kennel, he would actually just hide under tables. I had a trainer come over once and confirm that he wasn't aggressive in any way. He noticed these protective behaviors and said, you know, you need to shoo him out from under there because I don't want him thinking that he's safe because he's under the table or he's safe because he's sitting next to you. We want him to know he's safe because he's just safe. So he needs to start being out in the open and realizing that, look, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's wrong here. I'm just safe. I'm safe if I'm with Lyric. I'm safe if I'm with the boys. I'm safe if I'm laying on the rug in the middle of the room while everyone's sitting around talking. No matter what, I'm safe. And you know what? I don't even think he fully gets that yet, but he's better. Still, if there's a loud noise, suddenly he reverts immediately back to those behaviors and will crawl away practically to get over to his kennel and then hide in there. Or he will avoid certain people that make him nervous and do the same thing. He does that in lots of different ways. And when he got sick a couple of weeks ago, I didn't notice it because it was so similar to those behaviors. His feeling unwell behaviors resembled almost identically the behaviors that comes from his fears and his insecurities so that I didn't detect that until it got to the point where he was in critical condition and they were asking me at the emergency vet if he stopped breathing would I want them to resuscitate him my goodness I I was just so shocked because I had no idea that's how he can act on the regular you know but I am so relieved that he is doing so much better physically. However, he still is Jack. Something happened to him in the past that causes him to have those triggers and he brought them into our relationship. What's so sad to me for him is that he could have such an amazing life here. There are three kids here that would play with him and love on him, let him sleep with them, do all the things, take him for walks, but he won't let them do that. Even Lyric, he doesn't want to sleep with Lyric. He's afraid of all of those things. I have a huge backyard and he will run around out there now. In the beginning, he wouldn't do that. But now he does go out there and explore, and I love seeing him do that. If I'm out there, 
I can throw the ball and he looks like a puppy all over again, running around, acting crazy, trying to get the ball. So much fun. But heaven forbid anyone else walks outside, that game immediately stops and he is back to being that timid and shy dog, which is such a bummer because I just saw this other dog, the one that's full of life and excited and, you know, confident acting. And I just felt like I wanted to share his story because I almost lost him. And I thought we could learn some things from him. I know a lot of us have gone through things in our past that have hurt us, hurt us so badly, either physically, and I'm not necessarily talking about physical things. I'm mostly talking about mental things. I assume Jack has had physical things happen to him, and that's part of why he is so afraid of everything. (laughs) But mostly mentally, I'm talking about those things that hurt us so that we carry that on into our next situations, our next relationships, our next career moves. It just dulls us a little bit. We become protective. We have barriers. We have triggers now. And... Sometimes the very things that allowed us to survive the past situations are hindering us from thriving now. And I feel sorry for us when we have to go through that, when we go through life that way. I want us all to be thriving. And I'm talking about myself too. There are still things in me sometimes that trigger. And I have done a lot of work around those. They don't get very far before I've caught it and I use my tools and my practices to make that switch. So I wanted to share what I do when I catch myself in those moments where I'm coming from that survival mode, when I'm coming from a fear-based, can't trust, or coming from that protective place of the pleaser and the perfectionist. As I said earlier, I allow myself to feel my feelings and I don't stuff things. So I would say that's the first thing. Don't stuff it. When you're feeling whatever these feelings are, your fear, your needing to be perfect, or you won't be loved and accepted, or you have, um, you're pleasing everybody and you're forgetting about yourself, or you don't want to trust anyone, or you've got your barriers up, you're not letting love in. When you recognize or you realize you're doing that, feel everything. Let yourself feel those things. You can go back to episode three and work through being in the present moment and unraveling those fears off of you so that they don't have a strong hold on you anymore. That is a great practice to go through and really master. You can go to episode 11 and work through your self-esteem. Make sure those eight steps to self-love and self-esteem are in check, that you are actively doing what you need to do to make sure you have self-love for yourself. And you can always go back to episode 19 and make sure you're checking in with yourself and that you are on track, that you are moving forward and creating the life that you want to be experiencing, not the life by default or one that is based on survival. I cannot emphasize enough how important this self-care work is. It really doesn't matter how many people love you, approve you, how successful you are, how much money you have, 
or don't have or what things you have or how you look. And none of that is really ever going to do it for you if you don't have it inside for yourself already. Those things are all superficial. They're all kind of this imitation thing and they'll last for a little while. They might soothe it and get you through it for a little while, but the real thing is still there. That's just a band-aid. That's just temporary. The work is on the inside. You've got to be doing the stuff on the inside first. You know, get your life in balance. Make sure you are really spending the time in all the areas of your life that you have identified how you want them to look. Where are they at right now in comparison to that? Go on the Trello board system and that I've created for the podcast. Find the Life Balance Trello board and work through that. Create that for yourself and use it. If you need to get that, it's on the group page, Decide Already Group for Women. You can also message me. I'm happy to help you figure that out if some of you aren't tech savvy or just are having a hard time with it. It's really easy, but I know the first time working with something can seem a little daunting. I'm happy to help get you on track with this tool. I love that Trello board thing. Make sure those areas of your life are balanced. It's very helpful if you know where you're going and if you have a balanced life plan too. I think so many of us put everything into one basket and then when that doesn't work out or falls apart and we have not nourished the other parts of our lives, that makes recovering from something, some kind of trauma or something happening to us that we didn't expect or that we didn't want or that hurts us, it's harder to move forward because we are unbalanced we don't have a strong enough resilience factor going on for us. And one of the best ways you can have resilience is to have a balanced life in those seven areas that I'm always talking to you about. Making sure that your work is balanced, not work-life balance. I'm not comfortable with that saying when people say, oh, my work-life balance. I don't agree with that. It's not work and then life. So half of your life you're working and then half of your life are the other six areas of your life. Get half of you. No, that doesn't work for me. And I'm not talking about time. I'm not saying we're going to cut up the day into, you know, seven parts. That doesn't work either because some of the things that keep you balanced might take you five minutes in some areas of your life, while other parts of your life might need a couple hours. And that's fine. It's just, are they all getting taken care of and being a part of your life? That's what I want you to look at is balancing them. They all should get equal priority in a true life balance, not just work and then everything else. So I want you to consider that. You might not agree with me and that's okay. I just, every time I hear people say my work-life balance, I'm like, oh, there's so many more parts of life than work. So I kind of feel like it's unfair to put everything in one and then work over here. If you have your life balance, you'll have a good support system in your other relationships that you have going on. But also remember to pay attention to how you're speaking to yourself and the way that you're thinking about things that you're monitoring and you're watching your thoughts because your thinking, your perceptions, your believings are creating the life that you're experiencing. 
How you're viewing the thing is how you're going to experience it. And there's always more than one way to view it. I shared it to the group. You may have seen it, but my niece just posted something the other day that said, sometimes what didn't work out for you really worked out for you. I think that's a really cool way to say it's all your perspective. It's all the way you're going to look at it. What I would say to Jack, if he could understand me, if he and I could communicate is I would say, we need to work on some self-care here. We need to go to the things that make you feel afraid, that make you feel insecure and feel them and find out what stories you're telling yourself. That's episode three. Find out the stories you're telling yourself around the things that are making you feel like that, right? And we're going to work through those things. Then we're going to look at the way that we're showing up in the different areas of our life. How balanced are you? Are you spending time with the people in your life, the family members in your life? Are you working on cultivating those relationships? Or are you bringing those fears and the way that you learn to survive into them instead so that you're not actually getting to have the full benefit of those relationships. I think if he could do episode three, he'd be super happy. (laughs) I would also say to him, stop looking at me as, as your source of safety, as your security blanket. You are that for yourself. You can't find what you're looking for on the outside. You can't find what you're looking for in another person. You can't find what you're looking for in what you're doing. It's coming from inside of you. You have to do the work inside of you. So looking at creating self-love for yourself and creating that security within yourself, that's what I would encourage him to look at. And then, of course, just to have some grace. Allow yourself the process. There is no time limit on how long it will take you to unravel the things that have a hold on you, those stories. There's no time limit on grief or on learning to trust again. It's just that you do a little bit of it every day, which is why those self-check-ins every day are so important to make sure you're doing a little something every day, that you are moving forward every day. And I would tell him, to make friends or to join a group with other people or to seek outside some kind of coaching, counseling, or with people that are knowledgeable in helping you move through this process so that you have someone to talk with, someone to hear what you are thinking and what you're saying to yourself and how you're moving right now. Knowing that everything you need to work on is on the inside. And the more you do with that, the sooner you can start creating and living in the life of your dreams. I wish he could understand me, but until then, (laughs) I'm just loving on him, trying to work with him and help him learn this stuff through experience. So we'll see how that goes. But you, my friends, you know what to do and you can do it. And as always, reach out to me if you have questions around what we've been talking about on this episode. I'm always happy to help you get started in the right direction. Well, thank you for letting me share Jack's story. I I didn't get too emotional. That's kind of (laughs) good. I guess I'm, I'm doing fine about it. It was tough when it was going on, but I'm just so happy that I didn't have to make that ultimate choice and he has been able to heal himself. 
And that's something that I'm so excited for him, that he's healing himself. And I know that we all have that power to do that too. So if this episode is speaking right to you, know that I'm here for you. I'm so happy that you spent this time with me. I'm looking forward to sharing more with you on the next episode. That's it for this week's episode of Decide Already, a grown-ass woman's podcast. Remember to visit my website at www.decidealreadypodcast.com where you can subscribe and download the show so you'll never miss an episode. I invite you to join the Decide Already group for women on Facebook or LinkedIn to stay connected with me and have access to all the units and postings that go along with my episodes. Please be sure to share this podcast with the other women in your life as well. I'm Michelle Davis. Thanks for joining me. Until the next episode, I'm sending out a whole bunch of love. Take care, stay safe, and God bless.